All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of On the Yard. I'm your host, Xavier, here with Telverde, and I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about social selling. I thought I would take a different angle instead of talking about ways you should be doing social selling or different hacks or tactics you can use to make your social selling better. I think it's uh, probably a little easier and probably more helpful to point out five ways not to do social selling. So this is rampant all the time. I see this all over the place across um, and uh, across LinkedIn. And today I'm primarily going to talk about social selling for LinkedIn because it's kind of the go-to place for anyone that's in the B2B space. And, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably sell something to the B2B or to the H2H or P2P, however you want to phrase it. We're all selling to people at the end of the day. And those people tend to congregate for the services that we offer and services that a lot of our clients offer on LinkedIn. So social selling is a big piece of it because it allows you to um, to build um, relationships and build awareness in places that you may have not been able to reach um, previously. Um, we know with things like you know emails and calling, which we do, we send out a lot of emails and we place a lot of calls on behalf of ourselves and our clients. The, the engagement rate with those are starting to decline. Um, people are less likely to answer the phone, less likely to open emails, which is why there's always, you know, 2019's top hacks for emails or 2019's top cold calling scripts and things like that, because it's it's a moving target. It's always shifting. There's always something new. And one thing that's been really consistent is social selling. You're able to get in touch with people on the social platforms much easier because that's where we all live. Um, on any given day, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter. Um, personally, you know, for, if we're looking at, you know, nurturing clients and social selling, you can connect with them on Instagram and comment on their stories. You can connect with them on Twitter and join their conversations. Again, the primary place for business is most likely going to be LinkedIn, but social selling encompasses all of the social platforms. And like I said, for today, we're primarily going to focus on LinkedIn and five ways not to do social selling. So let's jump into it. So for number one, um, this is probably the most common thing that you see on social pro, uh, platforms. Um, but the number way, n- number one way not to do social selling is to spam everyone. So with anything humans, um, we are um, at fault because our brains want to find the easiest, most efficient way for us to, to complete a task. So ultimately what that ends up leading us to is to figure out a hack or a tactic to get in front of as many people as we possibly can. And that usually ends up by developing some type of code or using some type of software to mass add connections or add a bunch of people or message people automatically or whatever you maybe call it, auto posting, things like that. And LinkedIn's done a great job at cutting off a lot of these uh, services, but there are still quite a few of them. And this is one of the biggest things that I see all the time is that people are just consistently spamming everyone. So they're mass adding a couple hundred people a day and sending the messages that aren't relevant, that people don't care about, and people ultimately ignore. My LinkedIn inbox right now is full of messages that I'm probably never going to read from people trying to sell me stuff. Um, Ever since I started working in marketing, I'm always being added by SDRs and BDRs and ADRs trying to sell me their software or a coach trying to sell me some type of service or any type of thing like that. And they're really doing it with the wrong way. They're not building a relationship. They're trying to pitch right in the beginning. 
and they're essentially just spamming everyone. I'm going to add as many people as I can, blast them about my services, and I hope that maybe the 1% to 2% of people that are in market for the service right now uh, don't take this the wrong way and reply to my email. It's kind of a... Um, it's a, it's a sales game. I mean, people are just trying to say, hey, it's a numbers game. If I blast out a certain amount of messages, I'm going to get X amount of prospects. It's really the wrong way to go about it. And it ultimately leaves your prospects with distaste. You probably turn off more prospects by doing it this way than you do by actually closing the business. So it's a game that you kind of have to learn the ins and outs of to figure out, you know, which costs you. It's an opportunity cost, which costs you want to pay. Do you want to pay pissing off? 90 people to get the 10 people that, um, you know, want to buy your services for some people that makes sense. But for some people like us that we, you know, we value relationships over the revenue. Um, we want to build a relationship before, um, we, you know, pitch you or ask you for, um, you know, your time to join a webinar or a consultation or whatever that looks like. You just don't want to spam people. People hate spam. I get spam mail in my inbox, um, and LinkedIn all day. I get mailed spam. I get you know DM spam on Instagram. I get comment spam. Spam is everywhere. No one likes spam, unless you're in Hawaii. Then you know those people love their can of spam. But that's besides the point. So uh, what's the, the the number two way uh, to not do social selling is don't build relationships. So this kind of daisy chains on the first one with spamming everyone. But the 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 worst thing that you could do with social selling is to not build relationships before you pitch your products or services. Um, social selling allows you to connect and engage with more people. And again, as a salesperson, um, you may look at it and say, I'm just trying to get to my next commission check or increase my commissions. So it's a numbers game. I'm going to try and you know blast as many people as I can and just kind of shake the tree and hope that something falls down. You're more likely to close bigger deals and you know generate more referrals if you build relationships via social selling than just going directly to the pitch. So by not building relationships, you miss out on a lot of different opportunities that you would have had otherwise had you built a relationship. So what does this actually look like on LinkedIn? This means sending a thoughtful connection request, connecting with, you know, I would say the upper limit is 25 to 30 people a day that you connect with and send a thoughtful connection request. Actually look at their LinkedIn profile, see what interests them, see where they went to school, see what positions they're currently in, look at their their existing posts. You can see their activity, go and see what... They've recently posted, go and see what their past activity, what are they commenting, liking, and sharing on LinkedIn, and send a thoughtful connection request. My connection, my go-to connection request is if I want to connect with other people um, that are in the demand generation space that I can learn from. Hey, my name's Xavier. Love what you're doing. I love your last post about X, Y, and Z. I'd love to connect with additional people or other people um, in the DG space to learn from. Super short, super simple, has a pretty high success rate in terms of um, people accepting the um, connection request because I'm not trying to pitch them. I just want to connect with them and learn from them uh, because they are in the same space that I am in. So you can use this as an SDR or BDR or an account exec. You can build a relationship, reach out into a thoughtful connection request, personalize it for them and make the connection. You'll you'll have a much higher success rate than if you didn't send um, a note at all in that connection. And then also if you were to just straight up pitch in that first connection request, you have a much higher connection rate if you do it that way. So number three, don't be creepy. Um, I, I feel bad that I even have to say this, but, um, recently I was, uh, I was on LinkedIn today and I, uh, there's a guy that I follow. I can't remember his name, but he did, he did a test on LinkedIn to figure out essentially he's a LinkedIn growth hacker. So he's finding out different ways that he can 
you know, game the algorithm or system on, on LinkedIn. And he, he wanted to do a test to see, you know, if this, this potential idea would work out. So he went on LinkedIn, got an image of a lady and used that as his profile image. And he went back on his own LinkedIn account, found, found a couple of posts. Um, so from day zero, no connections, no nothing, no posts. He posted one post. And within 24 hours, he had over 100,000 different likes. He had multiple different connections. And he had people blowing up his inbox. And the only difference was that he took one of his posts that already did well on his profile and he posted it as as if he was a lady. Um, and some of the comments that uh, he mentioned that he received in, ter- uh, in, in DMs and comments on his post were very, very unprofessional. So people wanting to meet for lunch, um, air quotes right now, want to meet for lunch, wanting to relocate where he or in this case, the lady that he was pretending to be was wanting to take her out on dates and things like that. It's really, really creepy. And it's unfortunate that um, some ladies have to deal with this. I, again, this is a small test. So I, I can't say that this is the case for everyone that's using LinkedIn, but it does happen um, here at Televerde, like 80% of our workforce is women. And a lot of them are on LinkedIn and they have mentioned similar things that have happened to them in terms of people trying to slide into their DMs and kind of make moves on them. And as a, as a guy on LinkedIn, like I've been on LinkedIn for years and never once been hit on, but ladies um, all the time are being hit on on LinkedIn um, because of, you know, their gender and guys just wanting to get, you know, connect with them. Um, it's a little creepy. So one thing you don't want to do is be creepy on LinkedIn because you're going to definitely turn a lot of people off. And because it's a social platform, you put yourself and your company at risk of being, you know, what we call it is being put on blast. Someone can very easily take a screenshot of your your message inside of their DMs, post that on their feed and say, look at this guy trying to hit on me on LinkedIn. And that looks really bad on you and looks really bad on your company. Just don't put yourself in the position where you um, are at risk. It's a liability to you and your company, both to the brand and also for you and your position to be creepy on a, on a social platform where it's easy for someone to just share that out to everyone. You see this all the time on Twitter or on Instagram where people are trying to slide in their DMs and they ended up getting, you know, put on blast by everyone, by all their followers. And it ends up going viral or, or, or worse, you know, it's picked up by a media outlet and you're seen as that creepy guy, you know, strolling people or strolling people's inboxes on LinkedIn. So just don't do it. Don't be creepy. Again, build relationships, provide value, don't spam people, and you'll have a much better time, um, you know, using social to your advantage. Um, the number four way uh, to, to not do social selling, it's always so hard to say not do something, you know, five ways not to do social selling. It's much easier to say five ways to do social selling, which is why I thought it was a fun angle, but I digress. Number four, don't engage. So a lot of times people are just on LinkedIn platforms just to make the connections, to just to pitch their product, just to spam people or be cre- uh, creepy or whatever you want to do on LinkedIn. They're just kind of observers. They're not engaging. So the best way that you can build a relationship with people on LinkedIn is to comment and like on their stuff. If they're taking time out of their day to post something on their LinkedIn page or shoot a video or share a post or something like that from their company, as a sales rep or someone that wants to make the connection with that person, um, in order to build a relationship, you have to start a conversation. You don't go up to someone at a bar and propose to them immediately. You have drinks first and you talk about where you're from and get to know each other and then maybe you go on another date and then maybe you date for a while and then you propose. 
Same thing applies on any social platform. You have to comment and start the conversation, like their stuff. Um, all the, the best you know pitches that I've gotten from sales reps on LinkedIn or really just pitches together that I actually opened or took their phone call or read their email were people that have co- connected with me on LinkedIn. They didn't pitch or try to spam me right in the beginning. They liked or comment on my post. Um, they basically, you know, said, Hey, this is a great thought. I like, you know, I like what you posted here. I feel the same exact way because I started to build that relationship with them. And then when they sent me an email to pitch their product or service, I was like, Oh, Hey, I already know this guy or girl. Um, I'm going to take their call or respond to their email because we've already built some type of relationship. So their success rate on that was much higher than if they were just to slide in and, you know, send me a message right off the bat saying, Hey, this is, Blah, blah, blah. I, I have this software that I think you should use. Let's jump on a demo call. No, I don't know you. I'm not going to jump on a demo call. It's you know a waste of 45 minutes to an hour of my time. It just won't happen. So um, that's number four. Engage. Just If you're not engaging, start engaging. It's super easy to like, comment, share other people's stuff. Start the conversation. Jump in their conversations. Even if it's just liking their stuff, if, you, if you're an introvert and you don't like joining the conversations, Liking or sharing is just as good as starting uh, as, as having a comment. So number five, post boring content. Yeah, that's the worst way to do social selling. No one wants to read your company's blog post um, over and over and over again. If you are just using you know, an automation tool to automatically post on LinkedIn, your engagement is going to go to crap. No one's going to look at those blog posts. Um, where people will actually read those blog posts is if, Let's say you were looking at my activity and I posted about a specific topic that I cared about. Let's say in this case, it was social selling and you connected with me a couple months ago and you saw, you know, I made a post about social selling, about how it's so important. And then you sent me an e- or, um, a LinkedIn message and said, hey, saw your, your recent post on social selling. Here's a blog post that my company created about, you know, five ways to do social selling. Thought it might interest you. I'm much more likely to engage and read that blog post and if you than you just posting it on your feed. If you're posting boring content, no one's going to read it. Um, there's so much noise in the space. Uh, I mean, we're marketers selling to marketers and to salespeople. Um, there's so much noise. Your inboxes are full. Your notifications are on blast. You're always getting hit up for something. Um, you have to create engaging, compelling content. So you can post your company stuff. But you also want to mix in some of your own things, creating videos, doing text posts, um, you know, promoting other articles, things like that. Joining, you know, trending conversations. I mean, right on right inside of LinkedIn's platform, it shows you what's trending and people already having conversations there. Share that content instead to start to build up the community or relationship around you as a person. And then when you do post something from your blog, um, people are more likely to engage and read that post than if you were to just post it cold. Um, I see this all the time where you go to someone's feed and it's just all of their company blog posts, nothing original from them, nothing about them as a person, nothing about, you know, their specific set of expertise or what they do. It's all just reposting content from the company blog. I mean, even if you are going to post stuff from your company blog, like you can share it and then add your two cents on top of it. I think that's much a much better way to do it than just state just straight up reposting content. Um, so when you're posting boring content, again, you're going to get no engagement. The name of the game on social platforms and social selling is to get some type of engagement. You can't reach these people, or maybe you can, but you're, you're using social as another place to, to connect with your ideal prospects. 
So you're emailing, you're, you're calling them on the phone, um, you're sending them messages on LinkedIn or commenting on their stuff on Twitter or following them on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you're doing your social selling, post engaging content. If I'm your prospect and you post something that I, I really liked, I'm like, oh, this blog post from XYZ company was really good. Next time that you send me a message, I'm going to be like, it, it builds the recognition. They're like, oh, that's the company with the really good content. Again, much more likely to make that connection or to take your call or to respond to an email if there's a relationship built. So you can use content to build a relationship and do that by posting, you know, valuable content. Don't post boring content. So just as a quick recap, five ways not to do social selling. Spam everyone. Don't build relationships. Be creepy. Don't engage with anyone's stuff and post boring content. I promise you, if you're doing those five things right now, even if you just eliminate one of those things um, from your list that you're currently doing, you'll start to see much more engagement and much more success with your social selling. And if you can, get rid of all five. It's not hard to not spam people. It's not hard to build relationships on social. That's literally what social platforms are made for, is to build relationships at scale. That's why they exist. So build relationships. Don't be creepy. Just don't do it. You put yourself at risk. You put your company at risk. Um, engage with people's content. If you're not engaging, you're just you're wasting a valuable asset that the social platforms give you by not engaging. It's super easy to go and like five posts a day or to comment on five posts or to share a couple of posts that you actually agree with. It's super easy to do that. So just do it. And then don't post boring content. If you're just reposting stuff from your company blog because it's available for you, um, then you're just it's really just being lazy. Like just add two cents on top of it. Maybe you make a text post and say, these are the reasons why I agree with this post, or here's a quick summary of this blog post. Your prospects are much more likely to engage with that and actually read that blog post and help benefit you and the company by you adding your two cents on top of it. Again, it's all about relationships. If you boil all these things down, these five points, it's all about relationships. Social selling is allowing you to build a relationship so that way your prospecting efforts are much more successful. And I promise you, promise you, promise you, if you can do, um, you can you know, eliminate these five things from your repertoire of social selling, you'll be much more likely to make connections, to get prospects excited and, you know, actually opening your emails and happy to take your calls and jumping on demos with you by doing social selling the right way and building relationships. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Um, I appreciate you guys joining us again. It's Xavier with Televerde, and I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, this is Xavier, and this is the end of this episode of On the Yard. We appreciate you joining us. If you want to learn more about what we're doing here at Televerde, please join us at televerde.com slash webinars, where you can join a webinar we have upcoming or one that's on demand. If you are enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you guys left us a review and subscribed. We only take six-star reviews, so please go down below, leave us a six-star review, let us know how you're enjoying the podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode of On the Yard. Mm-hmm.